TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Surprisingly more versatile than just a seat. Put them all together, and you get one hard-hitting hell of a night. Look at, look at the size of that chair. That's like getting hit with a billboard. Look at the chair. Look at the shape look of that chair. Jack. John Cena's face just slapped that steel chair at the hands of Randy Orton. There's a chair across two chairs, oh. and he power bombing through the chair. Curves oh. out of the chair. Look out here. The concerto. Welcome to the Chair Shot Radio Network. The Chair Shot! It's not paranoia! It's the Oh! Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Chair Shot Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sponsored by Chair Shot Radio Network and thechairshot.com. Always use your Head. And as always, I'm joined by my partners in crime. First and foremost, put your hands together and show your love for the architect of Chair Shot Radio, Mr. D.P.P. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the commission. The commissioner of the United States of America is joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. P.C. Tunney. Thank you, Mr. Platt. Indeed, episode number one of Chair Shot Radio. How are you boys feeling tonight? Cold. Fantastically well and only get cold. Cold. That's you need to drink fucking, more of that. It's fucking negative 10 in Milwaukee, for God's sakes. <laughs> Is that why you're dressed like a tube of Aquafresh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got my blanket right here. I got my blankie, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready for some <laughs> wrestling. Big things coming to you today on Chair Shot Radio, episode number one. Let's keep everybody informed and run down the big show sheet. We're going to go over some Raw notes. We're going to go over some SmackDown notes. We're going to get to Wrestle Kingdom 12. And, of course, our interview with Kelly Klein of Women of Honor. DPP, let's get right into it and ring the bell. Let's get right into Raw Notes. Usually I like to start with our main eventer, Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, Christopher Platt. But I have to start with the architect here tonight. As we start with our Raw Notes, Drew Gulak? How are you doing? (laughs) Bob. Uh, Come on. If you did not love that segment of Drew Gulak reading the piece of paper that Enzo wrote for him, and trying to make it sound like a normal person was reading it as monotone and, you know, everything's straightforward and the realest the realest gentleman in the room and the whole bit I thought was absolutely hilarious. I mean, I don't want to go into it a long time, but I just, <laughs> that whole bit, Drew Gulak is just nailing it right now. I'm sorry. 
You know what? I agree, man. Drew Gulak, I can't even say his damn name, but Drew is one Gabba of my Gulak. favorite things about Raw. Gabba Gulak. <laughs> he's one of my favorite things about Raw right now, man. He is. He's just so flipping corny, and he looks like a, a Democratic senator from the 90s, and, and the whole thing is just coming together well, and it's entertaining. Where's the He looks like John person? Edwards. That's who he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's got one on the side? Y'all remember him? <laughs> yeah, y'all remember him? He probably does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I remember. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Where's the PowerPoint presentations, though? What the fuck? He saves you those for 205 You want to knock up your biographer, the one um, taping a show about you? Okay. <laughs> PowerPoint <laughs> presentations are saved. Knock it up the photographer. Friends become enemies. Everybody's richer for the experience. So how about Nia Jackson Enzo? Speak on that a little bit. Nia left Alexa Bliss high and dry to go give Enzo some chicken soup. Well, the old cup of noodles. Uh, you know, it was... <laughs> I thought that was really is weird. That, is that what they call it? Oh, uh, the old cup, cup of noodles. noodles. That's what I call it. That's what I call it, apparently. <laughs> it was very weird. You know, this whole thing that they got going on with Nia Jackson Enzo... It's such a weird combination, I guess. I We don't know where they're going with it exactly, so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with these two. They, I thought maybe they'd pair them up in the Mix Max Challenge that they're doing with the, on Facebook here, but they're not even doing that, and they already pulled Enzo from the from the tournament because of his illness. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're, how far they're going to go with this whole storyline. Let's get the main eventer's opinion right here on Enzo and Naya. I'm hating, man. I, you know, I, I, I am. I'm hating. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Because Naya Jax, how can Enzo Amore bag Naya Jax, aka Big Fine? I'm, I'm low key hating, man. It, 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 it can lead to some interesting television, and we'll see where they go with it. But I'm not gonna lie. I'm hating because she's not like most girls. She seems pretty sweet on him too. All right. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that, man. I don't like Big Fine with Enzo. Hey, I saw an I saw an old I saw an old picture of Enzo. He looked when he was all cleaned up before he got with the whole bit going. Yeah. He's, oh. he's a, that's all I got. It's a good gentleman. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, you know. I can dig it. Did <laughs> I say you can't how teach do, that? How do I? How do I? Oh, I don't know how to move on from you. <laughs> you can dig Enzo. <laughs> You just you just move on and nobody speaks another word about it. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to talk to Platt now. Okay. You need to go sit in the corner for a little while. A lot of revelations coming out. Revelations coming out on this inaugural episode, man. I like it, man. Hey, you hang out in the go. basement long enough, man. Yeah. Have the courage to be just. Self, bro. That's all I'm saying, man. It's all right, man. You can open that door to that hey. door, bro. It's okay. Hey, you know what I got? You know what I got to say about that? It's time to shake things up around here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some. <laughs> oh my god! Just saying, man. Don't you pause the door, brother? I'm just saying. Hey. <laughs> Alexa Bliss would have a hell of an evening herself. On Raw. Quite the segue. Hey. She'd be taking on Asuka. A lot of people were surprised at this match, and Asuka would end up winning. They played the whole Alexa wasn't ready for her kind of storyline to this match. 
Platt, how'd you feel about the match and them having this match on a Raw? I mean, the match itself was what it was. But, I mean, they had to do something because it was New Year's Day, so they had to do something to draw people in to want to watch. And quite frankly, this is how they set up damn near every title match in WWE nowadays, man. Uh, the challenger beats the champion, and then they become the number one contender. So that's just what it is. And, I mean, we're, we're spiraling towards Asuka taking that belt anyway, so it, it doesn't really make a difference at this point, man. It, it is what it is. They tried to pop a rating during the new year, and I can't be mad at them for that. I'm absolutely okay with, with having this match here as a non-title. It kind of gives the, the wrestling fans a chance to see them in the ring, have a match, and then eventually when we have the title match, um, it's going to be even better. And uh, the, the, one, the one thing I, I'm getting really annoyed with is how come every match is going to end the same way when it comes with Asuka, where everybody's going to think she's not that great and she gets slapped in the face and then Hulk's up, basically. It's the slap in the face and Hulk up. That's the way every Asuka match has ended since she's been on the main roster. And I think it's just a, it's, it's a shitty way to do the whole bit, I, I, my, my opinion. So, you know, they need to get off of that. But I'm fine with this match. I thought it was an awesome match. And they, they tell the great story. And they, they went with the whole, uh, you know, nobody's ready for Asuka and Bliss wasn't ready. And then the next time... Boom! They're ready to go, and they're they have their title match, and we're we're off to the races to WrestleMania. Let's slide on over to the biggest thing in Raw, in my opinion, that it's happened in a while. We actually have the Balor Club in a six-man tag match. Before we get to DP's obviously uh, <laughs> complete joy radiating <laughs> from his blue hoodie right now, Plaid. Give me, you know, a, a very, <laughs> an equal perspective, you know, a balanced perspective on what we saw on Raw. I thought it was really cool, man. And the coolest part about it was, did you guys notice how excited Finn Bauer was coming out with his boys, man? Like, he was just, he had that big-ass Kool-Aid smile. man. And that was just cool to see, man. I mean, to see genuine... A genuine rather emotion in a wrestling ring that that was really cool for me i marked out for that uh it'll be interesting to see if they... it was just kind of a one-off because it was new year's eve or new year's day rather but we'll, we'll see where they go from there man but I, I i thought it was great it was cool seeing them together you know playing on their history and whatnot and i'd like to see them kind of be a faction from here on out seeing as how they're not really doing much with any of the three combatants involved but we'll, we'll see what happens, man. It's WWE. This could have just been a one-off for all we know. And my guess it probably was a one-off, but, I mean, seeing them together was just too sweet. And I've been calling this for quite a while. I really want them to put them together and be the Balor Club and, and start something different, something fresh. It's a Like you said, you saw Finn Balor looked, like, happy, and way more comfortable than he has been since he's come back from his injury. There was a there was a spark of life that that all three of them got because you're not doing anything with Ganderson either. And I've been calling for them to be traded to SmackDown and and start this Balor Club and get maybe get AJ involved or feud with AJ because they need something different. All all these guys there need something different. Putting them together, you saw something immediately when they stood in the ring. They already had their they already had their setup with the two guys standing there 
and Balor up on the up on the corner on the turnbuckle. They were ready to go. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. So I hope this continues because it is amazing. And I'm still, I know Greg DeMarco is not on board with this because he thinks the Royal Rumble is a three-person race, but I still want Finn Balor to win the Royal Rumble, take it to SmackDown, bring Gallows and Anderson over, and start that Balor club because it's awesome. Yeah, I feel you, DP. I, I, too, wish the world was made of rainbows and sunshine. However, that's not where we stand. But shout out to Finn Bauer. I mean, this dude looked happier than uh, Harvey Weinstein at an all-girls talent show. So no. shout out to Finn no. Bauer. About that, no, 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 what's in the too box, soon? man? What's in the box? <laughs> too soon? Too soon? Too soon. I thought we got him over. out the paint. We can't oh. joke. Let's, let's move over to the blue brand. Smackdown Live. The Usos lose the... Oh, no. No, that was the wrong Uso. Uh, they're, they're still the champs. Thought, thoughts on that whole thing uh, on Smackdown, uh, Mr. Velvet Pipes? So something happened, but then it didn't happen. So at the end of the day, nothing really happened. That, those are my thoughts on SmackDown in general. <laughs> well, well, ring the bell there for the whole Uso and Gable and Benjamin. I'm no, sure we're going to see a rematch down the road there. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's start off with DP here. Xavier Woods advances in the United States title tournament. They said they're going can, can to free... Say, yeah, can I just say one thing, man? Just shout out to uh, Morgan Freeman Benjamin for uh, uh, still competing in his advanced years. That so I just had to throw him a shout out. All right, good for you, Mister. Green, green Nobody Mile. Talks about the Chad Cable. <laughs> drop in money. We don't Rock talk about what happened to Chad Cable that night. So the New Day is talking about freebirding the U.S. title. DP, give me your thoughts on whether or not you think that's actually going to happen and how you'd feel about that storyline. Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen because I think we're, we're obviously leading to Jinder Mahal versus Bobby Roode for the finals of this U.S. title tournament. But that story, that idea, is probably the best thing they have right now. My my opinion, I think that's the best thing they could do. I really think Xavier Woods should move on and get to the finals and maybe win this thing because, I mean, they've never done that before. They've done it with the, the Freebird rule with the tag titles, but the fact that they have, they could do it with the U.S. title and have the New Day, uh, you know, move this around like that and have different U.S. title matches could be so entertaining for television. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think that would be the best thing they could do with the U.S. title right now. Platt, your whole thought on the U.S. title tournament? Well, first and foremost, I just have to say that free birding the U.S. title, that sounds like something that the New Day would do with age on a Saturday night with a bottle of Southern Comfort. <laughs> now, be that as may, I, I don't really see them going there with oh the U.S. title. Uh, but that being said, you know, I, I would love to see them put the U.S. title on Mojo Riley, strap a rocket to him and see what you got in him. But I got to agree with the architect on this one. I, I think this is a showcase for Jinder Mahal to get the title back and kind of continue his storyline. Either that or maybe Bobby Roode. But either way, I, I think it's either going to be Roode or Jinder at this point. I, I don't think they're going to really play around a little bit and, and see what they could do. 
Let's move on to another title. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Sami Zayn would defeat AJ Styles, setting up a handicap match for that very title. You guys' thoughts on a... a When's the last time we saw a handicap match for the world title? Um, I think my my the one recollection I have is Undertaker and Kane versus Stone Cold. I think back in the late nineties, there was there was a handicap match. I can't think of another one though. Was that a handicap match, or was it Undertaker and Kane for the belt, and Stone Cold was the referee? I don't remember the handicap match. I remember that particular scenario. Uh, there was some match at that point where there was a double pin, so they didn't know who the champion was. Maybe it wasn't Undertaker Kane, but I remember there was two guys pinned. It might have been, it must have been Stone Cold. Two guys pinned Stone Cold at the same time, and there was so they didn't know who the champion would be because there was there was a double pin. I don't know if it was ah, Taker and Kane. But it was right. Around, it was in that era though. But this should be fair enough. This should be amazing, I think, because it, it it opens up so many opportunities for storylines here. For, for having Daniel Bryan get involved in this match, or if you have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens start to feud because they decide they can't decide who the champion's going to be when they try and pin AJ. So they have so many opportunities to go different ways with the story. I'm, I'm really excited that they're, that they're making this the type of match that they're making it. Well, all you listeners, man, um, if you can kind of correct us and, and, and figure out what we were talking about, please hit us up on Twitter at Chairshot Radio. And let us know where you know what it was that we were talking about because we're both talking about two different things. So hit us up there, man, and, and let us know what it is. That being said, this is an interesting stipulation. Uh, my first thought when I saw it go down like that was that it was going to end up to, with KO and Sammy kind of feuding with each other. And while I would love to see a KO Sammy Zayn match at WrestleMania, I still think it's a little early to split them up, and I would kind of be disappointed because I yeah. Because I, I kind of feel like for the first time, the, the lane is kind of clear for them to kind of wreak havoc on SmackDown and kind of do their thing. And you could really build the show around those two guys, man, and and all the havoc that they could create. So I, I don't want to see them bro- broken up, but I, I really don't see how you get out of this without that outcome. Uh, just, you know, under the assumption that J- AJ Styles is still the champion because I, I'm assuming he's going to be the champion going into Mania. I could be wrong. But we'll see what happens, man. And and that's one of the cool things right now. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I see Shane McMahon getting involved in this match and and costing AJ, costing Zayn and, and Kevin Owens the match. So that feud continues between him and Daniel Bryan. I had one last question, but I don't anymore. So we got one last thing uh, here. See, we, already knew, we already knew where you were going with it. <laughs> you didn't. It's last call. Great minds think alike, man. What do you mean? I mean, it's time for everybody to sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, and seriously, get in your favorite chair and just let yourself go a little bit. Relax your feet, relax your legs, relax your arms, relax your hips, relax your back, relax your neck. Take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. Take a drink of that drink. Now sit back, rest your head back, Close your eyes and listen as Mr. Velvet Pipes himself tells us what he thought of Wrestle Kingdom 12. Relax your mind, let your conscience free. You're now rolling with your homeboy CDP, ladies and gentlemen. Last call. First and foremost, 
I've got to bury my co-host here for a hot second because we are broadcast journalists and they have not find time out of their busy schedules to look and review only the biggest story in professional wrestling right now. So there's that. Oh yeah. No, no, I, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. you too. <laughs> Thank you, DPP, and I'm so proud that you came out the closet. But unfortunately, my friend, you are not my type. So be that as it may, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, man. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. First and foremost, I didn't have time to watch the entire card. I do want to go back and watch the entire card because there's a lot of cool matches on there. I want to watch the main event with Okada. I, I also, there's a cool match with Kota Ibushi and Cody Rhodes, which I want to check out. But, you know, I have to say this, man. Really cool uh, uh, setup. It was a really good match, man. It was brutal without being gory. They had spots, but, you know, they had spots, but it wasn't a, a spot fest. And anybody that's playing a heel right now in professional wrestling or inspires to play a heel, you need to go check out that match with a pin and a pad and watch Chris Jericho because it was a master's class at being a heel. It was great. Every time I see Omega, I'm more and more impressed with him. And I just had to give those guys kudos, man. And, and the coolest thing about this is that it was for the first time in a long time that I can remember uh, disregarding a, a sexual dispute or, or a sexual scandal or, you know, some guy beating up his old lady or somebody dying or ODing. This was the first time in a long time that the center of the wrestling universe was not centered around WWE. And I think that's a cool thing for the genre, man. And coming off of a strong 217, which was arguably the best year in wrestling ever. I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen in 218, man. And kudos to Omega and Jericho. And if you haven't seen that match, I implore you to go out of your way to go find it. And if you don't have access to New Japan, uh, hit me up on the Twitter, DM me at the Real C Plat, and I may or may not have a place where you can go find that match and search search it out for yourself and, and just sit back and be a fan again, man. And there's just so much cool wrestling and so much cool things going on in wrestling in 2018 man it's just a really good time to be a wrestling fan and i i, I spot my collar both of those guys for kicking off the year right and they're waving me off they're giving me the oscars the the speech of the oscars is running too long signal so that means we got to cut it off at this point ladies <laughs> and gentlemen so that's what it is in no way do the uh, opinions or illegal feeds of christopher platt reflect on chairshot radio or the chairshot.com Folks, just want to make sure you do check out at Chairshot Radio on the Twitter, thechairshot.com on the Twitter. Go to thechairshot.com. Mr. Velvet Pipes, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at the Real C Plat, man. And again, hit me up, man. Send me a DM, and I may or may not be able to help you out to watch Wrestle Kingdom 12. Why don't they want to argue with you, though? Because they're, your arms are too short to box with God, baby. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. I'll pop for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but bring it on. Bring it on. Ar Architect, let them know. Uh, there's just one place on the Twitter, and it's me, DPP. And if you're not down with that, y'all can suck it. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.